I'm Richard. <laughs> We're back with another Mandalorian uh, chapter. This time, chapter six, The Prisoner. Yeah. Uh, directed again by Rick Fami. Fa- oh, I had this problem on the first episode, didn't I? Famu Yiwa. Famu Yiwa. Let's try and oh, say that a little um, faster. Episode was directed by Rick Famu Yiwa and aired on Disney Plus in the US on December 13th, 2019. Hooray. Hooray. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. Indeed. Um, <laughs> I've got a huge chunk of plot on this one. I already sent you the thing. So I'm going to try and skip out as much as I can. And if you then say you skipped cool. a bit, we'll go back. Fine. Otherwise, well, we'll... I'm just... What? Yeah. I'm just starting up here because I like to have it playing on my little screen while, I'm, while we're chatting. Okay. These things remind me of stuff. See, if we could have fixed that with uh, Zoom, I think we could have actually streamed it so we could both see it at the same time. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we could do audio commentaries. Oh, that's the future. <laughs> Uh, right, so the Razor Crest uh, lands in a space station hangar bay. Uh, the Mandalorian is greeted by Ranzar Malk, aka Ran, who's surprised that he reached out to him. Uh, Ran is aware of the trouble between the Mandalorian and the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah, it's played by Mark Boone Jr. Yeah, he is. One of the greatest yeah. dirty actors of all time. The only thing I think I know him from is uh, Batman Begins. Well, he's, he's also uh, in uh, Memento, right? As the sleazy, yeah, I never saw. the sleazy I never guy saw who runs the uh, hotel. Yeah. But he turns I up in a million. As, as he, is he Detective Flash or something? Dark Knight. I only remember him from the. Well, no, he's the, the. He's the. Remember Gotham, the TV yeah. show. You know Harvey, played by that guy. Yeah, he's him. Oh, okay. I just remember him as the what your kids don't eat falafel guy. I mean, that's also true. He is the kids don't eat. But in the end credits, there's not a quote that says your kids don't eat falafel like it's naked gun. This is my version. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Enrico Palazzi. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. oh, he was my favourite actor to play Ed Gein. Mm. Was it Edgar? No, he played Bundy, didn't he? The man who in Naked Gun played, hey, that's Enrico Palazzi. And if you watch the end credits, yeah. that is what his character is called. Right. <laughs> is that what it, okay. Anyone who has one line mm. of dialogue in Naked Gun at the end, their character is called that bit. line of dialogue, in quotes. That's good. That's, more films should do that. That <laughs> makes it easier to help to find people. <laughs> also, he played the... the the fat one in the Teen Wolf movies. Mm. <laughs> you know oh, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, okay, yeah. He also uh, played the fat one in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, who steals his bike. The tight cast, really. What, as a fat asshole? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should be nicer, fat asshole. Yeah. Because the ultimate fat asshole was when you played Bundy. Um, um. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you. Okay. Uh, Rand tells the Mandalorian that one of their associates ran afoul of some competitors and that he's putting uh, together a crew to spring him. Uh, he explains that he needs the Mandalorian for a five person job. Rand says that he needs the Mandalorian ship. Uh, the Mandalorian disagrees, but Rand says that the Razor Crest is the only reason that he let him back in here. Uh,. With little choice, Rand introduces him to Mayfield, telling him that the Mandalorian is an old associate who brought, uh, brought them uh, some reputation. When he asks what the Mando got out of it, Rand says that he got target practice out of it. The Mandalorian replies that it was a long time ago. Uh, Rand tells the Mandalorian that Mayfield is in charge of the mission. Uh, he claims that Mayfield felled. It's Mayfeld, right? I keep pronouncing um, it wrong. Yeah, Mayfeld. Yeah, I, I think I've written down Field in all my notes, but I'm looking at IMDb here and it's Feld. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, Mayfeld was a stormtrooper, but Mayfeld denies he was one. Uh, he's disdainful he of was... the Razor Crest, liking it to a Canto Bite slot machine. Nice reference. I believe he was um, actually an Imperial sharpshooter. Uh, um... so, so he was not, I can, he could actually hit targets rather than. Yeah, as yeah, opposed to all stormtroopers who come. Yeah. So uh, Mayfield, uh, Mayfield, played by Bill Burr. Yeah, the comedian, right? Comedian. Yeah. So, has he been in... I mean, I knew him as a comedian, but I checked his filmography and there was like, nothing else I'd really seen him in. No, well, to my knowledge, he just yeah. appears on podcasts all the time. Yeah. yeah. But he's obviously a friend of Fav's. Yeah. As uh, someone said yeah. recently, unless you're a friend of someone making a Star Wars film, you'll never be in a Star Wars film. Ask Tom okay, Hardy. There was a bit on uh, lost, it was on the trivia, which is um, let me see. Um, yeah, apparently he holds he hosts a solo podcast where he is known amongst his fans for not getting Star Wars and constantly berates the franchise for being for nerds. So <laughs> he doesn't get it. He thinks it's for nerds, and yet here he is in this episode. Well, isn't that more of an in-joke that you go, you don't get it, so do you want to be in it? You know yeah, what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> fair fair, fair play. Yeah. I don't think, I can't remember seeing him in anything else, so it's not like he is an actor as such. And he does a very good job in this. Yeah. Considering he's not an actor. I don't know, it's, it's, everyone's given their all. <laughs> So anyway, Mayfeld introduces the Mandalorian to his other associates, including the uh, uh, Dever. Uh, I was all- I'm supposed to read these words out loud before I I phone you. Uh, Deveronian Berg, the Droid Zero, and a female Twilic named mm, Zan or Zion. Zan, yeah. It, it, well, she's a Twilic, not Twilic, Twilic. I fuck off. Um. <laughs> And <laughs> it's Sian, C- I believe it's pronounced. Well, like I've written Shan. it in your. Uh, I've written C um, and An, so Sian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to me, it should should be. I think the way you pronounced it first sounds looks sounds right for how it looks. Yeah. But they're pronounced, but they're pronouncing it Sian. <laughs> so, so, and that's. Um, and that's uh, Natalie Tena playing her. I only know her from Harry Potter, where she plays Tonks. 
I mean, I don't know who that is. I forgot. Is she the older one who sort of no, the older she, one who beats people up a lot? Isn't she the one that ends up with the werewolf dude? I they don't got know. A, I, I mean, the last remember. time I watched one of those, I assume was when I got my unlimited card, which was like ten yeah. years ago. Well, she's she's. So. One of the orders that hangs about with Moody and things, so, yeah. I feel like it's the one you had a boner she, for back in the day. It dies there. Oh, yeah, totally, actually. When you could, you know, get boners. We're in our yeah. 40s now, boners are behind us. When I could, she was definitely one of them. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, you've got you've got Berg as well, uh, played by Clancy Brown. Well, we all know Clancy said, Brown. Everyone. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption, Thor Ragnarok, Starship Troopers. But most importantly... Highlander? Well, I never said Highlander. What? I never said Highlander. No, I just did. He's in Highlander. He's the most important person in Highlander. I've never seen Highlander, so... Well, he's the Kurgan. He's the guy... He's the main bad guy in Highlander. Yeah, Okay. I don't even that's know why that wasn't the first thing he went to. Obviously, SpongeBob SquarePants, that's where I go to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's his most important role. He was Mr. Krabs. Yeah, he still is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. And he's Lex Luthor in the cartoons. Yeah. There you go. And he was in Buckaroo Bonsai. So, you know. But I think I think you made me watch that once, and I don't remember any of it. It's fucking amazing, that film. And I did make you watch it once. Yeah. Because there's that bit where uh, John Lithgow's head got stuck into a portal and he came out crazy and you just said, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. <laughs> mm. And uh, as I said at the time, all that matters is that John Lithgow is in a movie with Sam from Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ringing any bells. <laughs> it's um, Peter Weller, a.k.a. Robocop, as Buckaroo yeah. Bonsai. Uh, I know, I remember. I, I, I can picture the front cover of the VHS, DVD, whatever. I can picture that. Yeah, tons of famous people, including Jeff Goldblum as a cowboy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ellen Barkin's in there. Christopher Lloyd before Back to the Future. Victor, what's his name? You know, he always plays weird people. He was the subway ghost in Ghost. He was the organ grinder in Batman Returns. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I, can, I can picture him from that. Um, I never, I never saw Ghost. You never seen Ghost? No. I don't know. It just seems like a film your mum would have on VHS back in the oh, day. No, we, we, no, we, we. I've still got it on VHS somewhere. It's probably on a shelf somewhere, but I've never watched it. I watched it over and over again because there was nothing else to watch. It's also not bad. It's remarkably violent and cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway. Oh, yeah, so have you introduced us to Zero yet? I no? mentioned him in passing if you want to mention it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, voiced by Richard Ayoade. Yeah, he is. Um, who's just wonderful. Um, and the droid, it's a, I've looked on here, it's a Q9 droid, apparently. Uh-huh. And I think we've seen one similar to it in the franchise already. I think. It was torturing another droid, I believe, in the the scene that it's in. Remember, there's a scene where there's like one of the weird 
like big gonk droids and it's getting sort of like heat to go onto its feet. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, I think the same kind of droid is the one that is lowering the <laughs> things onto it. Then it's a good choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's up there with that um, that black C-3PO that likes torturing people. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so they need, I know they did the cartoon of droids or whatever, but they need to redo that maybe for Disney Plus or something and feel like a proper a series about the droids. Uh, I don't know. I'd watch that. I mean, probably. I yeah. don't know. I would. Are they working uh, on any other Star Wars stuff other than The Mandalorian right now? Must be. Well, what was that bit of casting I saw? Was it, um... Oh, what's her name? It was in Clerks 2. Rosario Dawson? Um, yeah, Rosario Dawson playing, um, possibly playing Ashoka Tony. Atani. Okay, okay. Is that the one with yeah, the weird, he- uh, weird tentacle hair? Yeah, because it's uh, Anakin's Padawan. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. So that could be pretty cool. It's, it's rumoured to be what she's playing. It's not confirmed. But. Yeah. So that's, that's a bit of a teaser for season two. Well, mm. they've already filmed <sighs> it, so it's probably just she's going to turn up at the end yeah. and wink for season three, right? That's how that works. Well. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, where were we? So, Cian, that's what we're saying. Yep. Cian asks the Mandalorian why she shouldn't kill him where he stands. She waves a dagger before trying to uh, flirt with the Mandalorian because she's confusing that way. Uh, she had... <laughs> <laughs> Ran tells the lovebirds to break it up before leaving with the others. Uh, Berg sizes up the Mandalorian and derides him, calling him tiny. Which is odd. Well, he uh, is quite big. Quite okay so while checking the razor crest system zero encounters a garbled hologram transmission from grief uh briefing the team mayfeld tells the group that the package is being moved to a fortified transport ship <gasps> they have a limited window to infiltrate the ship and recover the prisoner before it jumps into hyperspace the mandalorian points out that this is a new republic prison ship uh, they're raiding, oh. meaning that their friend uh, was arrested by the authorities, which the Mandalorian's like, oh, you didn't tell me he was arrested by the police. I can't yeah. say, you're about I to mean, kill a bunch e- of people, dude. Calm down. Either way, either way, you are breaking somebody out of prison. Yeah. So even if it's, <laughs> I mean, even if it's uh Imperial um, thing, a prison. Yeah. No, that was really Imperial Prisoners Night, but if there was, the guy's definitely still done something. And even if it's like, well, there were freeing rebels and stuff, no smoke without fire. So he's still going to be, again, he's still, in, he's still in prison. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> I think again. Mando needs to wise up, or at least whoever wrote the script needs to take a sentence out. Yeah. Well, then sometimes, just for script purposes, <laughs> Mandalorian does either seem to be kind of dumb and sometimes quite ineffective when he's having a fight. And then all of a sudden, the next episode, he's very good at having a fight. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fine. We'll, we'll forgive it. Yeah. Uh, Rand says a job's was, a job. 
but the uh, yeah. Mandalorian is reluctant to get into trouble with the New Republic. Cian tells the Mandalorian that the crew is, uh, the ship is crewed by droids appealing to his anti-droid sentiment. Now, I don't think that's what she, uh, that meant in that piece of cut and paste. I think it just meant he wouldn't have to kill anyone. I don't think he likes killing droids. No, I, 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 <laughs> I did get the feeling that was what she was getting at, so it was okay, so you don't like droids, you like smashing into bits, because in your history, so here's, <laughs> here's, a bit of, uh, here's a bit of incentive for you. I know, I just weird, right? Maybe it's because, when you think about it now, I suppose that most droids in Star Wars do seem to have some form of sentience. Yeah. So it seems really rude to be like, and I smashed a droid to bits with a hammer. <laughs> so well, but they, I mean, if it was a phone, fair dues, but the thing is, you think about it, droids. It's kind of cruel how they treat droids in Star Wars, and that yeah, they have got the sentience. Yet you can at any point just go and erase their memory and they're back to like, can you reset them completely? Yes, seems a bit shitty. But, that, uh, how many times has that happened to C-3PO, the poor bastard? Yeah. The one time it was his own choice. Pa, ba, ba, ba. What was that little garbled boy called from the, the last Rise of Skywalker? Pa Folk or whatever. He was a tiny man oh. who reset C-3PO's brain. Oh, they just kept sort of shouting his own name and things. Yeah, he was voiced by Shirley Henderson, weren't he? I don't remember, but... You know, she's the... She's I'll, Spud's I'll the girlfriend who... from Train Spotting and, like, the the yeah. girl in the fountain or whatever it was in Harry Potter. Or maybe she was in a toilet. I'll give him one thing about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. When that, char- when that character appeared on screen... Uh-huh. I was Babu Frick. With... Babu Frick, yeah. I was filled with dread, and I was like, oh, God, no. What are they doing? <laughs> and then, by the time that film finished, he was, he, 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 was far, one of, he was one of the better characters in that film. I was just like, he had the potential to be fucking annoying and terrible, and yet every time that the character was on screen, I found myself enjoying it. So well <laughs> done to that little animated whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing with that is if they, oh, they must do a Babu Frick um, Pop Funko And he's got to be about life, one-to-one scale Yeah, it's almost life-size Well, maybe one no, right. Maybe she's not a bigger star as I think she is But why did they get Shirley Henderson to do his voice? <laughs> I mean, I understand Ben Schwartz voicing BB-8. Yeah. You know? But, like... Yeah. <laughs> Shirley Henderson, she's like our... I mean, she's she's basically uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yeah, again, probably just a friend of a friend. Will you do this for us? Yeah, and it'll take you an afternoon. On you go. Well, I suppose they're all shot in Britain as well, aren't they, mostly, so... I she could do it via Skype. <laughs> Very true, I suppose. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I don't know how she sounded, I forgot. Uh, anyway, so Zero reports that the ship's a mess despite recent qualifications 
uh citing leaking hyperlinks god that's a hard scent that's like a that's like red lorry yellow lorry leaking hyperlinks intermittent navigation <laughs> and that the hyperdrive is operating at 63.3 percent efficiency he asks why they're not using newer ship- ships. Rand responds that the Razor Crest is off both Imperial and New Republic grids, uh, making it a ghost. Mayfeld adds that they need a ship that can jam New Republic codes, and his plan is to board the ship through their blind spot. Uh, the Mandalorian thinks that this is not possible. Mayfeld replies that it is. that's why Zero will be the pilot. Uh, Rand says that the team will need him on the trigger rather than the wheel. Uh, Zero says that he is quicker and smarter than organics. Fuck you, Zero. Which is fair enough, because he can just plug into the navigation systems and just... Indeed. Yeah, so it is quicker, so it makes sense. Like L... L337? L337, yeah. Yeah. Lando really likes that droid. Yeah, admittedly, she was voiced by, uh, well, played by uh, Fleabag, but still. Uh, Ran assures the Mandalorian uh, is the best. When the Mandalorian asks how he can uh, trust the droid, Ran replies he doesn't trust anybody. The Mandalorian departs uh, the space station with Ran's crew aboard the Razor Crest. Um. That thing that always happens then in movies happens, right? Because I think we need to skip some of this massive text. Yeah. And that's while they're having a big old chat on the ship, they all get angry at each other and threaten to kill each other for a bit. Yeah. And then... <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme in all of these Dirty Dozen movies that there has to be a scene <laughs> where they're like, well, how about I fuck you up? And they go, how about I fuck you up? <laughs> and then for good measure... Um, yeah, they reveal the child. Yes, that doesn't help, right? No. Uh, and they're all like, what is it? And uh, Mandalorian's like, he's my pet. I I kind of do like the way that I said, they've all got these kind of sort of rough edges and they're kind of being dicks. And then <laughs> Mayfield is just sort of like cradling, cradling it at one point. Just, oh, it's a little kid. But not that you don't see a softer side of him or such, but it's just the fact that you've got the guy's try to be a dick to people just kind of rocking a child back and forth for a second and you're like oh look at him <laughs> he might be nice a- he might be nice after all he's not going to be nice but you, know, you get the feeling that there's maybe something more about him yeah um oh, i'm trying to find where to jump back into this and i cannot find it uh diddly 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 uh, CN uh, is surprised about the child and asks if the bounty hunter uh, has gone soft. Hard to tell under that armor. Yeah. Oh, and Zero announces that the Razor Crest is exiting hyperspace. Yeah, because uh, he's very he's very efficient and just like right, we're here. Exactly. <laughs> because um. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the weird thing, right? They have to do that scene where they all show that they don't like Mando. So when the the double and triple crosses happen that you go, yeah, fair dues. But but it's done so quick. How long is this episode? It's one of the longer Uh, ones, right? 43 minutes. Yes, it's like maybe the second longest. Oh, I don't. My mum's just arrived. How dare she? I know. Terrible. How's it going? 
Oh, oh so are they frozen or are they right. just that or so far. Oh, because yeah. that was that? Oh, it was Iceland time. Oh, I've got a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Where is it going to throw Yeah. Oh, good day. Right, okay. Yeah. Mention it. Ow! Um, okay, cool. You've got my card in a minute. So if you see anything, you think I need. I thought you didn't need these, but I got my That's right. fine. I, 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 um, I, you have a problem in the freezer. I'm just going to this room. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh. Hello. 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 Oh, he says hello. <laughs> 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 uh, well, there's the... Oh, okay. no, I just moved on and all the stuff that was in the, on the couch just fell and hit me. I mean, that sounds like a wonderful true story. It didn't hit me that hard. It just, and anything that touches my arm at the moment, kind of. We know your yeah. one true weakness. Yep, yeah, my right arm. Consider <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, I'm right handed as well. That's kind of not handy. That's why you should practice being ambidextrous. I used to do that as a kid. Well, I do. I, because I do tend to do, other than writing, I do tend to do more things with my left. Wink on. Yeah. I can probably, I can probably lift more with my left than I can my right. I think I overcompensated. <laughs> oh, oh my I, butt um, cheeks. Honestly, so, this so, workout so, has put me through the ringer. <laughs> Honestly, what definitely didn't help my arm, I mean, when I came home from work the other day, my arm was fine. It had been for a couple of days. Yeah. And then, it got a little bit tender later on that morning because I did then go and have a quickish game of uh, rock band, which uh, maybe wasn't the greatest idea. That was a terrible idea. Um, but it wasn't that bad. And then it was just last night when I moved in my bed and everything reset. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right, where were we? Um, um, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the, the Razor Crest exits hyperspace. Uh, mm. Directly above the New Republic prison ship, and there's a hard turn before landing on top of the ship's hull. The sharp jerk causes the passengers to trip. The child falls to the ground and cries. Man, uh, Mando calms the kid and uh, puts him back in his cot. CN grumbles that Zero did not give them a countdown, and Zero announces that the Razor Crest is uh, scrambling. Uh, the prison ship signal and is amazed that the ship survived the Empire without being impounded. Um, Mando opens a hatch beneath the Razor Crest, which allows them to em- enter the prison ship. Uh, Mayfeld is first to go down and avoid several black hovering security droids. Uh, he's he tell- got a pretty cool um, exoskeleton thing that he's wearing with that extra gun on it. Yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, he tells Cian and Berg that it is uh, safe to come down. He tells Zero to hack into the control room and disable the sh- uh, ship's surveillance. Uh, and Mando joins Mayfeld's boarding team. Uh, Mayfeld tells them to avoid any contact with security droids. Zero tells them that uh, he has hacked into the surveillance system and will serve as their eyes. <laughs> so, what, we have to be blind? Um, <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> yeah. I'll, put, I'll put the lights out you walk about I'll tell you what it's all like. 
the boarders uh, travel through the corridors of the prison ship, passing several humanoid and uh, alien prisoners. Uh, Zero tells them they are approaching the control room uh, and uh, just sort of to turn up ahead. The group encounter an MSE-6 series repair droid, which tries Ooh. to flee, but Berg shoots it with his blaster, much to Mayfeld's dismay. Uh, the group are attacked by four humanoid New Republic security droids. Uh, the boarders take shelter from the blaster bolts at the edge of the corridor. Mayfeld reveals he has several blaster arms attached to his harness, like he was saying. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, that's all good, man. I skipped ahead. You're allowed to. I mean, let's say there's too many notes here and I can't. Yeah. Uh, Mayfeld uh, thinks that the Mandalorian has abandoned them. However, he uh, ambushes the security droids from behind and topples one by slicing its foot, shoots at another. One of the droids grabs him and he hurls him against the cell door. Uh, he engages in a fist fight with another before breaking free. Uh, and then he uses a grappling cable to pull down another one before ripping off its head. He burns one of the two remaining droids with his flamethrower, one of the few times the flamethrower has worked. Because uh, <laughs> it always Spoilers. works up. Spoilers for later on in the episode, it does not work later on. <laughs> um, and then he shoots off the head of the fourth droid. Mayfeld and his associates watch while the prisoners cheer and shout in alien languages. However, Mayfeld does not thank the Mando, uh, does not thank Mando, and tells him to clean up the, his mess. Here's something we've learned as well, though, and that they're like, "Oh, can we need to think, figure out how to get to the command center or command deck or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And yet, what we find out from what Mand- the Mandalorian did there is that, much like Milton Keynes, this. Uh, um, transport is on the grid system and you can just nip around a corner. <laughs> so it doesn't seem that hard to find out where you're going in this um, uh, transport. Yeah, exactly. It seems to be a long corridor with a couple of other corridors and smaller corridors and some rooms. It's, it's basically New York. It's not a difficult layout. Exactly. First street, oh. second street, third street. Yeah. That's how that works, I don't know. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> um, where am I going? Um, oh. Mayfeld tells Zero to open the. Uh, uh, Mayfeld tells Zero to open the door to the control room, and they are confronted by uh, a New Republic soldier who points his blaster at them and demands that they put down theirs. Uh, Mayfeld finds that the prisoner they are rescuing is in cell 221 Uh, Mando and Mayfeld try to reason with the New Republic soldier but he pulls out a tracking beacon uh, which will alert uh, reinforcements so Cian is upset that Mayfeld concealed this information oh I don't know I missed something and it doesn't make sense anymore Mayfeld finds that the prisoner is rescuing Duh. Mando. Is, uh, did, uh, Mayfeld tried to reason with the. Well, I'm going to say it and we'll figure out what I'm talking about. Right. Because I've got. Cian is upset that Mayfeld concealed this information from her. Uh, Mando speaks to the new Republic soldier named Devan? Isn't that like something on a bed? I never, I never, I, I never actually wrote down his name. Uh, telling him they are only here to free a prisoner and not to kill him. Mayfeld disagrees with this, 
but uh, Mando warns that killing him will bring New Republic firepower on them, and he demands that the Mandalorian remove the blaster from his face. Uh, Mando refuses, and Berg points his blaster at him. Before a standoff can ensue between them, Cian kills the soldier with her dagger. Uh, however, they realize that the dying soldier activated the tracking beacon, beacon, and Zero warns that they have uh, 20 minutes before new public ar- uh, the new public arrives. Cian replies they only need five minutes. On the, uh, on the way, they run into a uh, black hover security droid. A droid. I was going to say, quickly, the, the uh, Republic soldier was played by Matt Lantel, who voices Anakin in the Clone Wars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, apart, and he was also the voice of Matt the Pear in the Annoying Orange uh, series. Oh. You maybe watched some of that, but I thought it was shit, so... Yeah, no, I did not. I think I saw one video of the Annoying Orange and went, uh, yeah, this is shit, and I never watched it anymore. Um, but I just wrote it down because I thought, yeah, that's a stupid credit. <laughs> You're like, this is shit, I'll make Gareth watch it. <laughs> um, where am I going? So Yeah, so they, they like it around. Oh, yeah, they come across that droid thing in Berg. Oh, um, yeah, he holds the droid to the floor with brute force, knocking it out. Uh, and a second hover security droid appears, but Berg hurls the fallen first droid at it, knocking it out. And the two yeah. droids explode in, uh, explode in flames, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it really does go up. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they eventually manage to reach the prison cell. Uh, you know, Zero unlocks it. Uh, they've got 15 minutes remaining inside the cell. They find the prisoner. Now, is this Kin? Q-I-N? Quinn, I think. Quinn. Quinn without a U? It's a madness! Uh, okay, fine. Um, yeah, and he's played by Ismail Cruz Cordova. Of course he is. Who I've seen in nothing. He looks really familiar. I didn't Not look him here. up. Not here. Not here, but... Um, <laughs> Not I've with got... these tentacle heads. No. Um, but I've, I'm looking at his IMDb just now as well, and I have seen... Nothing that he's in at all. <laughs> Apparently, it's in 10 episodes of Ray Donovan. I like Ray Donovan a lot. I haven't seen Hector. it since he moved back to New York, though. He's, he plays Hector Campos. Hector. Oh, here's an interesting thing as well. Um, he's in six episodes of Sesame Street. Okay. As a character called Hector Mando. Campos. Now he's called Mando. Oh. So is that why they hired him? There's some sort of weird in-joke. Plus, I might go and see what... Does he just play himself or is he... (laughs) Is he dressed like a Mandalorian? No. It's a a puppet, but it's not... I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. um, So we're calling it Quinn. Quinn, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Quinn chides the Mandalorian for leaving him behind the last time he saved him. Burke throws the Mandalorian into the cell while Cian and Quinn embrace, revealing they are siblings. Uh, Cian tells the imprisoned Mandalorian that he what, that he deserved it. Meanwhile, Zero goes through the Razorcrest transmissions and learns about the Mandalorian's troubles with Grief Karga. He tells Mayfeld and his team that they have ten minutes remaining. 
The Mandalorian traps a humanoid New Republic security droid walking past his cell with his grappling cable. The droid struggles, uh, showering his cell with blaster bolts. He manages to disable the droid, recover one of its arms, and use it to unlock the cell. Uh, Mando returns to the control room while Zero informs Mayfeld and his team that he's escaped. Now, I need to stop one minute and say... There is so much stuff happening in this episode that it really oh, wasn't designed for a podcast. Compared to some episodes where, I say, what was it, the second or third episode where the first, like, almost 15 minutes were just completely silent? Yeah, well, well the second episode was, of this podcast, as you know if you say what have gone up, is 30 minutes long because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. And at the minute, we've been talking for an hour and six minutes. Yeah. And I said, there's just, there is so much going on, plus good stuff as well, which is the problem we don't really have with much of the stuff we review and then most of it tends to be a bit crap and we can sort of laugh at it yeah. there's too much good stuff going on in the Mandalorian there's not any bad bits true so, <laughs> everything's too good damn you Disney um, um, so we are about to get to the sort of exciting bit where we get to see Ken Mandalorian do what he's good at which is hunting so. indeed uh, so Mando returns to the control room while Zero informs Mayfeld and his team that he's escaped. Cian is enraged and tells Mayfeld they should have killed him. However, the Man- Mandalorian locks them uh, behind blast doors, separating Mayfeld and uh, Quinn from Berg and Cian. Zero tells Mayfeld that, uh, and his team that the comms are not working and that they're on their own. Uh, Zero hears the child's voice and sees the child outside the cockpit. The droid is curious. Um, oh, yeah, because this, isn't this where it uses a very similar call to what Obi-Wan does in, uh, in A New Hope to scare off the sand people? Makes really? a weird screeching noise, yeah. I might have a weird. Time. Yeah, I think. Um, no. <laughs> I don't see a note for that, but we'll see. Um, I haven't read it then either. I'm just doing that from memory, I think. um, Quinn convinces Mayfeld and the others to split up in order to kill the Mandalorian and find a way back to the ship. Cian demands that Zero give them a path. The droid fetches a blaster to hunt down the child, but he has slipped away. Uh, Quinn demands that Mayfeld gets him off the ship, and when Mayfeld asks about his... uh, When Mayfeld asks about his sister, he ominously responds, What about her? before taking a blaster from him. The Mandalorian watches Cian and Berg from the surveillance cameras. He grabs the tracking beacon. Uh, Quinn convinces uh, Mayfeld to hunt down the Mandalorian in return for getting uh, triple what Ran is promising him. Mayfeld agrees, but tells Quinn to keep his promises. When Cian and Berg hunt for the Mandalorian, Zero searches for the child in the Razorcrest cargo bay. The child hung, uh, hides among the stored goods. Meanwhile, Berg enters the control room, but is ambushed by the uh, Mandalorian who chokes him with his grappling cable. Berg pulls him down. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, yeah. Berg pulls him down the ceiling and the two fight in, ha- uh, in hand-to-hand combat. The Mandalorian unleashes his flamethrower on Berg, but is unable to slow down the... Oh, I can't say the word again. Deveronian, whose skin Deveronian, is yeah. yeah, whose skin is seemingly flame resistant. Yeah, but, he also uses um, 
He also uses these whistling birds on them as well, and that does nothing. Mm. And we've seen that take out, like, what, four or five guys in one go before? Exactly. Yeah, they just bounce off this guy. But then he does look like a devil, so you got to wear these up. Yeah. Berg hells him against well, the... Apparently there's something about their species being highly resilient and resistant to poisons and all this sort of stuff, so... Uh-huh. I had a quick look at their species thing on uh, Wikipedia. Which is weird, because it started as a joke, right? Yeah. Which is they, uh, Rick Baker only had certain masks to fill out the cantina, and he had a devil mask at the end. And then someone went, well, let's make it a person. This is a wolf boy, and this is a devil (laughs) man. And they are Rob Zombie characters. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Berg... uh, where am I at? Uh, yeah, Berg uh, hells him in against the console. Cian hears the commotion in the control room. The Mandalorian hells a knife at the blast door controls, causing the horizontal top blast door to crash on him. However, he is able to push the horizontal blast door using his raw strength. The Mandalorian unleashes a second set of vertical blast doors, which incapacitates him. And that's pretty cool. Which I think at this point we're supposed to think he's dead, but... Yes. Yeah. I would say he is dead, but they didn't want to do that at the end because it's a Disney plus show. And it's, uh, it's also the fact that, hey, we can maybe use these characters again in season two. Well, it is Clancy <laughs> fucking Brown, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, asked, uh seeks vengeance against the uh, Mandalorian and asks Zero where he, uh, where, he, where he is. Zero is preoccupied with hunting down the child who's hiding from him. Mayfeld shoots three humanoid security droids. Cian fights the Mandalorian with several knives, but he manages to grab and subdue her. Mayfeld approaches a blast door and spots a mouse droid, which spooks him. The Mandalorian ambushes Mayfeld from behind. Meanwhile, Zero hears a door opening from behind. Uh, Quinn reaches the ladder leading back to the Razor Crest, but the Mandalorian catches up with him. Quinn assumes that the Mandalorian killed the others though the Mandalorian replies they got what they deserved. Quinn uh, convinces the Mandalorian not to kill him by offering him... (coughs) Excuse me. uh, To pay him uh, more than they were offering, reminding him that he was uh, hired to do a job. Zero finds the child hiding in his room. The child raises his right hand. Just then the Mandalorian appears and shoots the droid from behind. The child looks at his right hand in surprise before turning around, seeing the Mandalorian <laughs> holding his blaster. Uh, the Mandalorian <laughs> leaves with Quinn and the child aboard the Razor Crest. He travels through hyperspace back to Ran, uh, Ran Space Station, um, landing in the hangar. Uh, Mandalorian returns with Quinn. What? Isn't that kind of a callback? Isn't there something in um, The Force Awakens where... Obviously, they're talking about the force and things. And doesn't Finn um, reach out for something and moves, and he kind of looks at his hand and goes, oh, shit, was that me? But then it wasn't him. Isn't that a callback to someone from there? I don't remember that, I'm afraid. Possibly not. Nah, well, I've got Disney then. Plus. I might rewatch that, but we'll, we'll see. I might rewatch episode one instead. When you can get bloody Disney Plus to work, in the arse sort of thing. I've never had Might a problem been... with it. I just use the app on my phone. Oh, on the phone it's been fine, but if I've been using it through my laptop at work, uh-huh. it gets you to the login screen and normally goes straight, like logs me straight in, but it'll just sometimes just sit there and do nothing. No. No, I, mean, I think it's more to do. 
I think it's possibly more to do with the internet work than them, but I'm blaming them. As I say, this new this new phone gave me six months of Disney Plus and twelve months of Apple Plus and unlimited data, mm. which is a dangerous fucking game. Which... Well, you've got um, you've got my login for it anyway as well. So true, but you know, six months know. with my own login is yeah. fine, right? Yeah, yeah, but when that runs out. <laughs> if I'm still inside in six months, I'm going to kill myself. No, but it's still handy to have. I don't know. I must admit, I'm glad it's free just now because I've been watching, uh, you know, gummy bears and gargoyles and dark wind. I did. I was looking through the other day. And I noticed gummy bears is on there, and I was like, oh, I need to watch that at some point. Just mainly for the theme, the theme tune. Yes. And oh. uh, and I, I, but, I yeah, watched but, cartoons but, like that that I watched when I was a kid, and then went. There's nothing else on here, really. Oh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Uh, Spider-Woman. You know, watching uh, some of the older films, like Derby O'Gill and something. <laughs> the Little People or something in school. What, with Sean Connery? No, I'm not going to watch it. Every time I go through it, it's like, it's one of the first ones on the list. I'm like, why no, I've, uh, I've put Bedknobs and Broomsticks on uh, my watch list because I fucking love that film. It's me, Nob. I watched. Oh, yeah. the, I remember that film coming on one Christmas while I was working in the bar with someone at work. Yeah. And the first thing came on the screen, which is a tapestry and just red text that says Walt Disney Presents. And just from yeah. that one shot, I knew exactly what the film was. <laughs> oh. This is a very innocuous screen because I'd seen it so many times. It's fantastic. Oh. I, I would say, considering they own... Marvel and they own Disney, uh, they own uh, Star Wars. My favourite Disney film is still Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe maybe Pete. Mary Poppins would be up there. I never liked Pete's Dragon. Um, I, I like Jim despite, Dale. And despite Red it Pops, having, so. but yeah, I was actually because Jim Dale's the best part of it. But I just, other than that, yeah. <sighs> But I find uh, Mary Poppins to be too long. And Bedknobs and Broomsticks is only... It's, it's like five minutes short of two hours. Yeah. I was, um, it was at work the other night, because we were looking for stuff to watch. Um, I made uh, Veronica watch uh, The Lost Boys, because she'd never seen it. Say hello to the night. I know, and she's like, well, it's only 90 minutes. I'm like, yeah, because it's a perfect movie. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, you just something else you can put onto a list of things that go, why is this one of the best movies ever made? 90 minutes. There you go. And then done. It's like Ghostbusters, right? I'm sure I watched it on DVD or... I don't know. I watched it on something recently, anyway. And the end credits... It's still, you know, the film's still going. The end credits play over the film still moving. But those yeah. end credits start, and I feel like it's not even 95 minutes in. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want in a film. Anyway, where were we? Let's finish this off. Um, yeah, so he's, he's leaving them. He's taking Quinn back to the station. Oh, yeah. So Quinn embraces Ran. Ran asks where the others are. Mando reminds him of the bounty hunting policy of asking no questions about the job. Uh, Ran pays Mando in cash. And the two reminisce about the good old days. The Razor Crest then departs the space station. Uh, after Mando leaves, Ran activates a lift that brings up a gunship 
and tasks Quinn with killing him. However, Quinn finds that the uh, Mandalorian has left a tracking beacon on him, allowing the New Republic to track them down. Uh, three New Republic X-Wing Starwalk fighters exit hyperspace, narrowly avoiding the Razor Crests. The three pilots are Trapper Wolf, Jib Dodger, and Sash Ketter. Sash. Yeah. Uh, pick up the, on the homing beacon. Uh, I, I see it. You know who they're played by. Yeah, but I'll finish this bit and you'll tell it's, me. Okay, okay sorry. It's yeah. all good. Pick up on the homing beacon and see a gunship being launched. After destroying the gunship, they strafe the space station. So, uh, yeah, who are they? They are directors of various episodes of The Mandalorian. We have the director of this episode, yep. Rick Famuyiwa, yep. as Jib Dodger. If Dave Filoni, yep. um, playing Trapper Wolf, who was the ep- director of the last episode we watched, uh-huh. and I think one other, I think he did two, I think, and uh, Deborah Chow. Who directed um, the second episode. Yes. Yeah. But not Bryce Dallas Howard. What did she do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, only had, they only had three ships. Cause <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, uh, um, so, yeah. So yeah, um, the Mandalorian takes the Razor Crest into hyperspace. The child sits in the uh, co-pilot seat. Um, you've got to be able to get a. You know, you used to get a Chewie is my co-pilot T-shirt. There's got to yeah. be a the child is my co-pilot T-shirt now, right? <laughs> anyway, oh. the Mandalorian gives him a ball from one of the levers to play with, and says he told him it was a bad idea. Uh, meanwhile, a bruised Cian, Mayfeld, and Berg wake up to find themselves locked inside a prison cell aboard the New Republic prison ship. So, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Ah! Oh. Sorry if that made a weird noise for you. Which was, uh, yeah, there was a ton of them. I don't know. A ton went on in this one. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just stopping the episode there. All good. But yeah, I, so, um, the child cuteness factor. Uh, the BYC, as I like to call it. Uh, eight. Yeah. And it's for one moment alone. The bit where it's, where he stares at his own hand. Mm, okay. Uh, see, I wasn't that taken with it this time. No? I was only going to go six. Ah. I think we've had much cuter moments. We have, but I just like how human it is when it stares at his own hand. That's such good yeah. puppeteering that I actually believe it real. Mm-hmm. Therefore, eight. Fair enough. And uh, the episode um, rating as well, also eight. Yeah, I'd go an eight, because it's an old episode, as you did tons in it. Um, is it the best one yet? I would, I would say so. Yeah, um, I think so. Let me have, have a quick look and see what they're rating on um, to do. 8.4 out of 10. Yeah, but I feel like the first couple were like higher. But then they could have come yeah. down over time. Possibly. Have a quick look. I've got it open. Oh yeah, eight point seven for the first. Uh huh. Ooh. Well, the last episode's got the highest rating, nine point four. Something to look forward to. Yeah, very high. I mean, it's not often you see a series that's rated this highly. I think the fact the last episode was the lowest rated one. 
and the gunslinger. Which one's the gunslinger again? Um, oh, with uh, with um, yeah, up to Nawen the, and uh, Amy Sedaris and Jake Cannavale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's a great episode. Yeah, seven point seven. I think that's quite harsh. Yeah, it is. Honestly. But you know what oh, people well. are like nowadays? They rate something a 10 or a 1. They don't go in between. Uh, Fucking idiots. Yeah. They don't put the thought into it like we do. <laughs> no, but there's also a, a thing in business, right? I find, like, if I'm, if someone goes, can you do this survey for us? And you go, yeah, I'm bored. I'll do that survey for you. Yeah. If you don't give something full marks, the next question's always, why didn't you think we deserve full marks? To which I'm saying, because you're not Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're you're not that good. Eight is totally respectable. You know what I mean? If I, yeah. if I created a piece of media and someone gave yeah. it four out of five or eight out of ten, hell, yeah. if they gave it's it tough. 65 out of 100, I would be happier than a pig in shit. Now, to me, anything, like, if I did anything and I got over a five, uh-huh. yeah, cool. Anything below that, I'd be like, mm, okay. Anything below a three, I'd be kind of pissed off. But I don't know. I, I think yeah. i go the other way, right? I'm one of those people that go, you want to make something that people love or they hate. You don't want it to be indifferent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to be a C. You want to be an F or an A. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm perfectly happy with mediocrity. Not in life, yeah, but not in art. Mm. <laughs> oh. And if I aim for mediocrity and then I'm making something and I hit it dead on, then technically that makes it a 10. Ow. That hurt. That does happen every time I do that, so I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> I don't quite know what that is, but uh, it must be the frequency of the microphone on the phone. Because mm. I can barely hear it. <laughs> I can barely hear it. it <laughs> cut, cut through my head. <coughs> oh. oh. Right. Anyway. So next episode is called something. Oh, shit. Uh, the Reckoning. The Reckoning. And, uh, well, that'll be fun. <laughs> oh. I think it's, it's the first one that is like a proper two-parter. Yes. I think the next one does just set up the final episode, really. But Pretty much. Uh, the final episode directed by Taika Waititi. Indeed. Oh, I'm so itchy. So, yeah, do you have any... I know you said you can't do much because your arm and everything else, but do you have any sort of rituals or anything you're doing at the minute while this whole lockdown is going on? Uh, No, I'm just... um, sat on the couch playing as much Xbox and stuff as I can. Uh, I say when I'm going to work, I'm taking my laptop with me and we're just sitting watching... Well, pretty much watching everything on Netflix. 
I do think we will actually have watched everything on Netflix by the time this is all over and done with. Um, <laughs> You'll see an end screen, like, if you play like, Donkey well, Kong till the end. It just crashes. There's certain things, um, yeah, there's certain things that, like, I've been showing... Sort of, <laughs> I've kind of been letting Bruce pick, because you know what I'm like when I'm trying to pick something on Netflix? I don't want to say I could spend 12 hours doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'd never seen The Witcher, so we watched all of that again. Um, I was a whole one night. We did watch all of uh, watched all of Altered Carbon. Yep, yep, yep. Which, and there's a discussion with him that brought this up. The, the difference between Altered Carbon and series like The Witcher or Mandalorian is that although there's an ongoing storyline with both of those, each episode is its own individual thing. Yes. And they didn't really do that with Altered Carbon. Uh-huh. And I think that's where it falls down. Well, they basically yet, made a uh, like six-hour movie, right? Yeah. Without the budget the, to make a six-hour movie. And see, the first season it was pretty good. But the second season... Sorry, that's my stomach. The second season... And it's not, it's not on the actors at all. Uh-huh. Because they're all... I think there is one guy, though, that I think it was about four or five episodes in, this guy suddenly appears, and he just seemed to be just shouting his lines, possibly reading them off of just boards that were held up just off camera. <laughs> because I turned, I, turned, I turned to Bruce at one point and went, you know, we've been watching a season, and all of a sudden, one bad actor shows up. He's just shown up. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it was just one of, I mean, it was fine in later episodes, but it was one, the first episode this guy showed up in, he was just, Fucking awful. Um, <laughs> and it really stood out. But I say that, the second season of that was just seemed so lapped together and poorly written. Yeah. It was just... I mean, the scripts in it as well. Honestly, and this is... I mean, said this kind of stuff before. I'm not saying I could have done any better, but I could have written that entire script the way it was there because it was that bad. I'm not. I, I could not write it any better, but I could write that exact script. Yeah, I think it was just they just the dialogue seemed stilted and everything. It would be the kind of thing that if I if I was any sort of way artistically done, I would have written it. But then I would have passed it on to somebody else to get there. It can get them to improve it. Uh-huh. And it just seems to me like they did their first one and they didn't bother doing the whole let's give somebody else another pass at this and just see if they can. Up it a little bit. They just didn't bother with that. They just went, ah, I'll do. Fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I've done so far with my time at work. Wow. Well, I say, I've started meditating thanks to Fitbit. Well, yeah, Fitbit. So I wake up and I meditate, and then I do a workout, and then I grab breakfast, and then I grab a shower, and then I make some music, and then I'll edit some podcasts, then I'll have lunch, then I'll tidy the house, watch Disney Plus or Apple Plus play some board games, grab something to eat, read a book, have a workout, meditate again, and then go back to bed. Fair enough. And I do that every day. <laughs> In a way to get like some sort of rhythm to my day. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a world gone mad for me. Well, see, I think that's the problem. In the, so I'm doing four shifts on, three off. Yeah. And the four shifts on, 12 hours. So I come home, and I'm just home in time to grab something to eat, go to bed for a bit, get up at night, 
click on the internet or can quick go on the Xbox, then get ready for work and back in, and then I'm sitting there all bloody night watching TV. Or can, well, I have to run the audit again now because they were doing it remotely, and yeah. it worked the first night, and then the second night it just didn't work at all. So they can't do it remotely. <laughs> but it's not like I've got to do anything. I've just got to hit. This is actually can, the easiest audit it's ever been. It's just start it, it finishes. I stick I, the three pages that it prints off. I uh-huh. stick in a box, and that's it. Don't have to do anything else because there's no business going through. There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to do. So I was like, ah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of fine because I get into a routine for that, and then when it comes to my days off, I'm like, well, do I stay up or do I, what do I do? And I try to, and then do. No, I'm not. I would never say that I'm looking forward to going back to work tomorrow night because that's bullshit. But uh-huh. at least then it's kind of structured and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so my day's off. It's not like I can go, well, fuck it, it's getting 10 o'clock in the morning. I'll quickly see what's on the cinema and I'll drive down to the beach and go and see some of the cinema. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Everything's shut, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. as I no longer know when you are not are not off because I didn't realise this is the last of your days off already. Um, you just have to remind me if you ever want to have a chat or whatever, because right. I well, will the lose track of everything. Yeah. Well, I think the last couple of days was well, it was weird, sporadic sleeping and I don't know, just being kind of out of it, but not I don't know. I think just everything's just the the twelve hour shift. Even though I'm not doing anything really, other than sort of walking around the building every now and again, yeah, um, are fucking knackering. And I see, I'm just. It's. I think it's because there's just not enough going on. It's just tiring, just having to sit there and. You know, I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh yes, yeah, so I made. Uh, <laughs> I made uh, Bruce watch uh, Detective Pikachu as well. Oh, I've, um, I've still not seen that. Have you not? Oh, I don't think so. I, um, we sat and Well, I will freely admit the fact that I think neither of us saw the whole thing because we both fell asleep in the middle. And then <laughs> um, I woke up when he suddenly went, oh shit, I better go for a walk around because we've been sleeping for an hour. And I went, oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's good. It's just, yeah. Uh, What was it? Oh it's yeah, I, 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 I made the mistake. This is why I took over and went right. We're watching Lost Boys. I let Veronica pick the first movie um, that we were going to watch when I was on shift with her. Uh-huh. And much like Christmas, where she picked uh, the two towers to watch, this time she picked um, Pirates of the Caribbean: Stranger Tides. Is that the new one? <sighs> no, oh, maybe not Stranger. No, Dead Man's Chest. Sorry. The second one. That's a terrible. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was that. So anyway, I'm taking over. So what did I make her watch? I made her watch. Um, yeah, I made her watch Lost Boys. Then okay. I made her watch um, World's End. Okay. Uh, and then what did we watch after that? Oh, I think by that point it was getting close to sort of morning and more getting ready to report, like just. To, couple of the reports of so she was more about how cold it was she went and sat in the office and watched something on her phone but I was like yeah can, I'm not letting you pick anything again because make me watch fucking Pirates of the fucking Caribbean yeah 
Oh, COVID-19 linked to almost one in 20 deaths in the UK last week. That's quite bad, isn't it? Really? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, fuck it. I mean, it's not great. It's not ideal, is it? I can be one in 19 just to make it again. Think up. Uh, Research suggests breakfast eaters are more likely to maintain weight loss. There you go. If you're short on time, try make-ahead muffins or frittatas. Thanks, Fitbit. (laughs) Well, there you go. I'm I'm trying to talk to you and it's just sending me notifications. Which is weird because it said after I've logged my breakfast, it's telling me to eat breakfast. We need to we need to add a little yeah. bit into its code so it understands what's going on. Yeah, I need to start logging my food and stuff again, but I'm <laughs> scared because I said boredom at the moment is not my friend because it just makes me eat. It doesn't make me eat. I make me eat. Well, when you but... just drink, do what I do. I've been drinking green te- uh, decaf green tea. Uh, Every time I want some to eat. But then good. I don't have a choice. I don't have any food. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, I do. I have cup of soups. But if I eat them, then I'm not going to have any cup of soups, am I? <laughs> so you have to weigh these things up. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I try not to leave the house more than once every three days. So. One thing I've, I left, oh, I'll have the nip out in a minute because the bucket money's just been ruined, so I'll hit go and take my bucket in. Um, I think bucket money work is fine. I mean, even my mum leaves to get the bucket. Yeah, I'll have to nip out and do that. What's it? Um, mouse update. Um, not Disney related. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've put down more bait and it doesn't seem to be in touch, but I've not found a dead body yet. So. What if it is not a mouse? Therefore, doesn't like the bait. Oh no! But it's, it, it, it ate all the last lot. Oh. So. So it's dead somewhere. So uh, yeah, probably. It's just probably under in my your fridge. Somewhere. Probably under my fridge, but um, there's no way I'm moving that at the moment. Um, <laughs> Stop moving the, food the table. In it. Moving the table to go and check for bodies this morning um, hurt enough. So. <laughs> uh, I see, I've left the bait in, it just it hasn't been touched for like the last day or so, so I'll leave it again tonight and see. And I'll have to figure out where this bloody dead mouse is. Huh. Sorry, I did. Uh, I just saw this thing. You know um, on your Fitbit where you they tell you to get five days exercise, yeah? Yeah. All right. If you click on that, you can. it actually tells you how many calories you burnt off and when. All right, yeah. And yesterday... I did a workout, and it get and it's got this nice little highlight at the bottom that was one hundred percent fat burn. No. <laughs> so fuck me, yeah. I know I felt unwell afterwards. I said that to my sister. I was like, I did a work the first time I did the first day I did a workout. I got that feeling yeah. that I, you know, how you feel when you go into shock. You know, sort of clammy, yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. I got that from a workout. I was like, that's not that's, good, is it? That really suggests I'm unhealthy. Yeah. 
Oh. I'm just having a quick look to see if uh, anybody else is dead. No, I mean, I'm just Are having you just a quick look. Cross at... people off on your Deadpool. No, no, I'm, it's no local news. I mean, I'm looking for local people to see if anybody's dead locally. Oh. But to make yourself feel better that you're alive. Yeah. I hear you. Oh. Eh. No, everybody seems fine. Hooray! <laughs> <sighs> right. Oh, Aberdeen players spoken to by police. group of Aberdeen players were spoken to by police, but not issued with a warning, while training close together in a city park. Aberdeen players? <laughs> Yeah, players from Aberdeen Football Club. Well, that does make more sense. Well, yeah, you know, players right. to me suggest that you know maybe they're doing Shakespeare. All right, or they're just uh, I don't know what players, Yale. Oh, what the TV show with Ice T from back in the day? Yeah, but the, isn't that what um, it was called? And it was like it was like what if Ocean's Eleven had Ice T in it? They're like um, you get you get like um, CSI Miami and stuff, but it's Players Aberdeen, but <laughs> <laughs> players Ken Carth edition. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my my favourite type oh. of edition, <laughs> other than uh, Kenny Rogers and the new edition, late edition, new edition. Mm. You know, I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in by Kenny All Rogers. Right, yeah. But that he wasn't called oh. Kenny Rogers in that, was he? He was called. The late new edition, the late edition. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to quickly type it yeah. in Spotify while we're chatting. Yeah. Uh, I can't type with one hand. I mean, I can usually, but I can't today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see there was. Um, I haven't seen any update the on that, but I see there was. I see there was people taken off a rig with uh, um, symptoms. Ah, they just want to go home. Probably. Do you know Weezer have a new album coming out? Why? I know. They released two <laughs> albums last year. Ugh. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be doing, we're going to be doing uh, Make Believe, Red, Raditude, and Death to False Metal soon. I don't know. That's... Or maybe we'll skip that one and go straight to Hurley. Oh, uh, no, I might as well do them all. No, but I feel like Death to False Metal is a live album or something. Oh, well, I don't feel like it's a real one. album. Because two Fair albums enough. came out in 2010, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll find out. Anyway, I'm going to run because... Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm about to shit myself. Cool. But I will gonna... speak to you soon enough. Cool. And I'll get my notes ready for... Seven. Oh yeah, that'd be a good idea to do at some point, yeah. I'll have to transfer eight onto my laptop because it's only on the hard drive. Yeah. Right. All good. Cool. I will speak to you cool. soon. You take care right. of yourself. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.